Hi, I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast, and today I'm going to talk about the Phoenix Suns' advancement to the NBA Finals, defeating the Los Angeles Clippers last night in Game 6 of the 2021 Western Conference Finals. Today I'm going to discuss how the team got there and why they should be considered the favors going into the Finals, no matter if they face the Milwaukee Bucks or the Atlanta Hawks. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is how Phoenix was not expected to be at this point at the start of the year. Um, the Suns had many question marks going into the season. One of them was, was their success last year in the bubble NBA restart a fluke, or was it something that the Suns were going to build on? In the bubble last year, the Suns were 8-0, something that no one expected. And a lot of people believed that the Suns caught everyone off guard in the bubble and that their success wasn't necessarily based on based on their ability, but was based on the fact that no one expected it. So they did not take them as a serious team until it was too late because no one expected that coming. But the Suns surely showed otherwise, as they made a major trade before the start of the year in trading Chris Paul for Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio and some picks to the OKC Thunder, and that resulted big time, as Phoenix had two All-Stars this year, which was the most the Suns have had in a really long time, ever since the Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash days. Um, and the Suns showed a strong ability to play against the best teams in the NBA. They won 70% of their games versus teams that were in the playoffs this year, and they swept both the Utah Jazz and the Philadelphia Sixers, the one seeds in both conference in all the regular season games. And yes, the Suns did have many breaks in their um, way to the finals. Was LeBron James not 100% in the first round? Yes. Was Anthony Davis not 100% in the first round? Yes. And possibly that if Davis never hurt his groin in game four of the first round, the Suns might not be here. And one could say the same about if LeBron James was fully healthy. And same with the Nuggets, with Jamal Murray's injury. And Will Barton came back um, in game two of the series, but he didn't have enough time to fully recover. And same with the Clippers series. Zubats was out. And Zubats was the best defender on the Clippers in order to guard DeAndre Ayton who in the playoffs played much better than he did in the regular season after he had a stellar regular season as he shot 70%, he has shot 70% from the field in the playoffs, which is magnificent, um, which is a 7.4% increase um, compared to his regular season numbers. So no one was really there to stop their main force. Nikola Jokic doesn't play the best defense. And the Lakers didn't have Davis uh, to guard Aiton. So the Suns did have a lot of breaks. But that being said, the Suns deserve a lot of credit. They fought through adversity. Chris Paul, he was hurt in the first round of the Sun series. And he fought through it too. As in game four, the turning point in the series, where at halftime, it was a really close game. And if the Lakers had won, they would have gone up 3-1. And it's hard to imagine that a veteran team like the Lakers would have blown a 3-1 lead. Paul stepped up as he had a great game with 18 points 
and was a great closer for the team at the end. Um, the Clippers, the Suns stepped up too in the, the conference finals. When it was found out that Chris Paul had gotten COVID-19, the Suns did not back down as Devin Booker had arguably the best game of his career with his 40-point triple-double and in game one. And Cameron Payne played out of his mind, having his playoff career high um, and really controlling the, the, the pace of the game as the Suns played incredibly fast, which they adapted to not having Paul. As Paul is a player who plays at a much slower pace. And because of that, they use that to their advantage. Not saying that Paul hurts the team, just saying that without him, he's a different team. They're a different team. And they definitely took advantage of that. And they made great plays down the stretch as Devin Booker's dunk in game one when the Suns were only up two after the Clippers were starting to come back was a major way that the Suns showed up in the clutch. And in game two with the famous now Valley Oop which was Jay Crowder's inbound pass to DeAndre Ayton's alley-oop, which basically gave the Suns the lead. The Suns should deserve a lot of credit, too, as they just found a way as a team to, you know, always show up. As I've alluded to, I've alluded to four different players making strong, strong impacts for them already. But, you know, you, you, got, you have to go and credit players like Mikel Bridges, who really helped shut down Michael Porter Jr., and in some games, Paul George did not look the same. And it wasn't just because he was missing free throws. Take game six, for example. Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder, both of them, helped really stop Paul George. And he did not play like he did in game five. Monty Williams was able to make adjustments. And one thing I'd like to say about the Suns is that they have closers. Whether it's Devin Booker, who played insane in game six versus the Lakers, where he had his 47 points and shot eight for nine from three and could not miss in the first quarter, he helped close that, that game out, including Chris Paul, too, who, although he did not shoot the best in that game, he had 12 assists, and he came up really big in the fourth quarter when the Lakers were starting to come back. Or when Chris Paul, in game four versus Denver, he helped close out the series with a spectacular performance, especially for a point guard, where Paul had 37 points and did not attempt a single three-pointer, and he shot nine for nine from the free throw line. Or last night, when Chris Paul had the most points he ever did in a half of basketball in his career, as he scored 31 points in the second half, and he did not have a single turnover, and he shot seven for eight from three. Paul showed how he's a true veteran, how no matter the circumstance or no matter what the series lead is, Paul finds a way to close series out and help his team propel. Now, I think that going into this next series, no matter what, the Suns should be the favorites. And I feel this is because that both the Hawks and the Bucks are both banged up teams. And going into it, the Suns are going to have much more rest as they did versus the Clippers. And the Suns both times, and, and as the Suns have done, um, they find ways to especially win game one of series. And the last two series that they've played, they won both games one and two versus Denver and the Clippers. And I feel like the extended rest and the uncertainty of players like Giannis, Trey Young, and Clint Capella, whoever, whatever team comes out of the, of the East is going to be banged up. And I don't think they're going to have um, the ability to rest up, especially their main players. And I think because of that, I think Phoenix, Phoenix is really poised. 
I think Chris Paul knows this is an opportunity to take advantage of and that he may not ever get an opportunity like this again. And because of that, I think the Phoenix Suns will win the NBA Finals. Hi, I'm Holden Sherman. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode.